You're listening to a message from Every Nation Canberra. Our message today is about gratitude and the need to constantly remind ourselves of the many things we should be thankful for. May God bless the preaching of His Word today. Our scripture reading is from Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. As Jesus went to Jerusalem, He passed between Samaria and Galilee. As He entered the village, there met Him ten men who were lepers, who stood at a distance. They lifted up their voice, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When He saw them, He said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorifying God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus said, Were not the ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Were there not any found to return and give glory to God except this foreigner? Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. We are talking about leprosy and you might be wondering what this has to do with our message today about gratitude. As we have read in the verse, there was one leper who returned and gave thanks. There are two things that many of us are good at. That is worrying and complaining. We worry about a lot of things from the moment we wake up in the morning. All throughout the day, we think and worry about so many things. We complain about so many things. Yes, life can be overwhelming. And when it does, it's easier for us to focus on the difficulties of life rather than the things that we could be thankful for, the things that we overlook and take for granted. That's why our message today is about being thankful. The Bible says in everything, give thanks. There were many accounts of Jesus healing people. There are about more than 20 accounts that we find in the Bible. And one of them is the story of the 10 lepers. What's so special about this? The story of the 10 lepers is focused not on the healing itself, but what actually happens before and after the healing. We read from Luke's account that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, walking along the border of Samaria and Galilee. Luke establishes the start of the story here. Where was Jesus walking towards? Five chapters later, Jesus was with his disciples on the Last Supper. Jesus was walking on his way to the cross. As he was walking, Jesus knew what was awaiting him. But in the journey, he was able to look beyond that and give hope to ten lepers who were already given a sentence for life because of their condition. As he entered the village, there met him ten lepers who stood at a distance, and they shouted from where they were standing. Leprosy was highly dreaded in the ancient world. It was regarded as a terrible and defiling disease. Those who were infected were physically and ceremonially regarded as unclean. They were outcasts during those times. They were not allowed to mingle with anyone, not even go to the temple. Leprosy affects the skin, the eyes, the nose, and the nerves. It is very contagious, and those infected with it were isolated from the rest of the society. And during those times, people with leprosy would shout, unclean, unclean, when people approached them 
to avoid spreading the disease. Leprosy was incurable, and many see it as a curse from God. If you had leprosy, there was no hope. When they saw Jesus passing by, they had hope. They actually shouted saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. In many of Jesus' travels, people came to Him when they hear of the miraculous healings He was performing. They came for what He can do for them and not for who He is. And sometimes we're like that. Our prayers sound like, Lord, please heal me. Lord, please give me this. Lord, please make this happen. We're focused on the healing. We're focused on the outcome rather than the healer himself. But these lepers did not ask for healing. They must have heard about Jesus. They know he has healed many and they know he can help them, but they didn't ask for healing. What's the difference between healing and asking for mercy? What is the difference between asking for healing and asking for mercy? When we are asking for healing, the focus is on us. But when we are asking for mercy, the focus shifts to the one who makes it happen, who makes the healing happen. These lepers asked for mercy. They did not call Jesus for what he can do for them, but for who they know Jesus was. They appealed for his compassion. And we are called to seek the healer more than the healing. Today's word is telling us that there is no one too sinful, too sick, too great in a difficulty or trial to call upon Jesus and receive his blessing. Your call for help will never be in vain because Jesus is compassionate and his compassion is unconditional. It is complete and reflects the very nature of who God is. Certainly, Jesus is concerned about your financial worries or your sickness or your failing relationships, how you're going to pay for your bills, and every other discomfort or worry that you may have. But you know what? Jesus is more concerned about your relationship with God and how this relationship affects our eternal destiny. And Jesus had an interesting response. Jesus did not heal them immediately. He could have done so, but he didn't. He didn't even say, I will heal you. Instead, he gave them a command. He asked him to go and show yourselves to the priests. According to the law, lepers have to go to the priests for examination. Sick people who have been healed have to show themselves to verify if they were indeed healed, and only then can they be declared clean. It was a risk for this man to go and show themselves to the priests without knowing for sure that they have been healed already. Showing themselves to the priests while they were still leprous could cost them their lives. We don't know what's going on in their minds. Little or big faith, we don't know. What we know is they just acted on faith. In Hebrews 11:16, it says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But because of their faith, they went meaning they obeyed Jesus even without seeing any manifestation of healing of any kind. They exercised their faith by being obedient to the instruction of the Lord. And as we see the transition here from looking upon Jesus in faith, then the obedience, then we saw blessing came after that obedience. One of the greatest challenges in life is obedience. The Bible says blessings come with obedience. 
that we will realize what God has in store for us only when we are willing to do what He says. The verse says, as they obeyed, as they went in faith, they were all physically healed. Imagine the excitement of the ten lepers as they went to the priests to be declared clean and to be able to live normal lives just like everyone else. But one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorifying God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And Luke emphasized that he was a Samaritan. Why? Jews and Samaritans hated each other. Jews considered Samaritans as half-breeds and very unspiritual. The Samaritan probably didn't know the rule that if you are healed of your sickness, you have to go to the priests and show yourself to them. But he didn't bother about the rituals and the law. For him, it was more important to focus on the healer rather than the healing. The focus of the story is not about the healing, but on the state of the heart of man before God's blessing takes place. Seek the Lord for who He is and not for what He can do. Then obey what He tells you to do. Receive the blessing and most importantly, give thanks. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned. He glorified God. He worshiped God, fell down on his feet, and he gave thanks. He returned, gave glory, worshiped the Lord in thanksgiving. You don't have to go through a life-altering experience to give thanks to the Lord. Were there not any to return and give the glory, Jesus said, except the Samaritan? And then he turned to the man and said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. This man was not just healed of his sickness. He was forgiven of his sins. More than the healing of the flesh, it is the healing of the heart that really matters. This story reminds us that there are so many things that we need to be thankful for. And they don't have to be huge blessings. Thanking the Lord is something that we always take for granted. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. How do we practice this attitude of gratitude in practical ways? If you love journals, keep a journal. Write down the things that you are thankful for. Write down the small miracles that God has done in your life and go over them when you're going through worries and depression and when you're down and low. Go over them and remind yourself how faithful God is in your life. They don't have to be huge blessings. Maybe someone gave you a coffee when you're stressed at work or gave you a hug when you're not feeling well. Maybe you just had a friend who checked on you message you or called you to see how you're doing. Or maybe it's just the baby slept quietly the whole night and you were able to get a good night's sleep. Or you were promoted, had a bonus at work. The fact that you woke up today. Give thanks to the Lord for the air that you breathe. There are so many things that we often take for granted that we should be thankful to the Lord for. And how often should we be thankful? In Psalm 92 verses 1-2, to it says, It's good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. We thank Him in the morning as we start our day because we know that He loves us. And we thank Him at the end of the day because we know that that love 
has sustained us and gave us strength and courage and the energy to do what we have to do. And that's not all. In Psalm 119 verse 64, it says, Seven days a day I praise you for your righteous rules. I know the day gets busy and we get caught up with the worries of the world, but we are reminded to give thanks in every moment as often as we can. And finally, I just want to add this, and you can add more to this list. We give thanks by forgiving others. When we understand the depth of God's love for us as we have been forgiven of our sins, wouldn't it be right for us to forgive those who have wronged us? Maybe you've been hurt by someone in the past. You thank God by forgiving that person. Just like the 10 lepers, in every difficult situation that we face, we need to call out to the Lord in faith. And we have to obey what the Lord instructs us. But most importantly, we have to give glory to God for all the things that He does for us. Only one returned only one gave thanks. What are you thankful for? When was the last time you said, Lord, thank you? I just want to end this by asking you a question. What are you thankful for? And I hope you would find some quiet time in your heart to look back and see how God has been faithful in your life and how He will continue to be faithful in everything that you're going through and how His grace will see you through in every challenge and difficulty that you face in life. Till next week, may the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. You just heard a message from Every Nation Canberra. For more podcasts and for more information on Every Nation Canberra, please visit everynationcanberra.org. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash everynationcanberra and on Instagram at instagram.com slash encanberra. We meet every Saturday at 104 The Valley Avenue, Gungalan. Would you like to be connected to a tag group? Email us at everynationcanberra at gmail.com.